Hey guys, welcome to Just Austin's podcast with Wambo and Priscilla Isima. I'm super excited to have you tune into this podcast bi-weekly. And we've started a new series, Insecurities Among Young People and Teenagers. And this is the second episode. Last two weeks, we spoke about comparison or comparison among young people. This is the first episode. If you haven't listened, please go and listen. There's so much that was packed up in that episode. You do not want to be caught up in the trap of either consciously or unconsciously comparing yourself to someone else when you clearly have different processes, different journey, different assignments, and different mandates in life. So today we're going to be talking about dealing with poor self-perception. Dealing with poor self-perception. A lot of young people are found in this insecurity or they find themselves in this insecurity in this cycle of having a negative or poor self-perception and there are a lot of reasons why it happens for me i have or i have had an experience about having a poor self-image or having a poor perception about myself i used to think that I wasn't good enough, you know, I used to think that I would fail at some things in life. I used to feel that I would never get certain things in life because I felt I wasn't good enough to get it or I felt I wasn't just in the right place to get it. I never really saw myself as someone who deserved a lot of things i never saw myself as someone who could do certain things as leadership or even in ministry because i am someone god has called into helping young people doing relationship rights by understanding his will purpose and stepping into their true obedience so my life is more like my ministry is more like a representation of what God has called me for or what my life is reflecting in my teachings, reflecting in our meetings, reflecting in our outreaches. Yeah, so at some point, I think I was 18 years old when the Lord called me for that ministry. I have never dated. I'm not in a relationship. And I was someone who alienated herself from the topic in relationship, marriage, romance, and dating. You would never hear such talks from my mouth. Never. Even though I had them in in mind, you would never hear them. So when I started off that ministry, when I started off that calling by obeying God, I was 18 years old. We're to start on my 19th birthday. So the Lord gave us strategy on how to go about the meeting. We had our first speaker. And that same day, someone called me. The person knows me so that's the person knew me the person doesn't know me really so it's only god that knows me so the person knew me and the person said Pisla, you that is afraid of relationships how come you are not doing this thing i couldn't explain i couldn't really defend what i was doing but all i knew was that god called me god gave me a burden and i'm obeying him so because of that person's because the call was over one hour 45 minutes because of how the person doubted that i was doing the work of god because of how the person had perceived the work of god in my hand or in my life and because i also had my fears i also had a poor perception of myself that you cannot succeed in this because you have never dated 
and you do not even like talking about this topic it started to affect my approach to the ministry it started to affect how i lead or how i was leading it started to affect me negatively in fact i started to say that i would not make it right in religion i started to say that the ministry might fail and i might also have challenges in marriage you know because of how the person perceived me because i had gone through all of that i was 18 years old how do do i start a relationship how do i start a ministry in relationship and marriage 18 it was very funny but i knew what god told me i knew what i saw i knew what the bible told me i knew how god confirmed all of the burdens all of the things he told me about my ministry so when i was caught up in that i had to start praying again i think it happened again last year i started to have diverse because there are several topics that you'd have to talk about because this is your calling this is where the lord has placed you there are things you would have to talk about whether you are married or not married whether you are single or committed in a relationship there were things you have to talk about i started that those words started to come at me again i started to be afraid again i wasn't secure in myself again i wasn't secure about my relationship status i wasn't secure about my calling again i i was just shrinking in fear i did not want people to know that this was what i was doing until i met with someone um sir robert popularly known as uncle km of kingdom Ems, he told me something he said priscilla i know you are very young and it's even beautiful that you started young but he said for you to succeed in this ministry you have to gain authority forget people yes people will even doubt that you are called but if they see the authority attached to this calling if they see the, the evidence of your consecration see the evidence of your work with god they see the evidence of your obedience to god if they see the evidence of your anointing of the authority even i listened to apostle femi lazarus last year when i was doing my retreat because the fear had almost eaten me up that i started to act as you know act as a failure i was almost giving up Apostle Femme Lazarus released the same words. Gain authority in your office. Gain authority in your calling. Gain because when because of that, I had to go. So I had to go pray more. I had to bring that before God and tell God that God, you called me for this. I know you perceive me in this way that I am capable, I am fit for this ministry, even though I am not qualified, but you have seen me as a perfect fit. Lord, let me begin to see myself the way you see me. Let me begin to see myself the way you see me. Let me begin to step into the authority of my calling that you have placed in me. So that period, I started to hear messages about mantles, about authority, about anointing. And last two weeks, I came across the scripture. I read it before, First John chapter two, verse twenty-seven. But I love how Message Bible puts it. This can bless you. For some of you, probably your insecurity or your self-image is because, or your poor self-image is because of the ministry God has given to you. You are afraid. You are telling yourself you cannot do this thing because people are talking you out of your people are, are telling you that it's a lie. You cannot do this thing. They're making you see yourself as a failure making you have a poor perception about yourself because they see that they look at your past they're telling you you that used to be like this before how come you are not changed they are they cannot believe you so you are beginning to have a poor self-image again begin to have a poor perception of yourself again but let me tell you 
he were created in the image of God. And God said, you should be like him when he created you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, if you look at NLT, he said, and God created human beings. And God said, let us create human beings in our image to be like us. That is your answer. You are like God. You are God's image. So no matter what people try to tell you, no matter how they try to talk you out or talk you down, out of your calling, out of God's plan, out of God's agenda for you, tell them God created me in his image and I am like him. In fact, he gave me dominion. Just the same thing I was coming to say. He gave you authority. He gave you the anointing so you are able to function in whatever he calls you to do because he called you, because he created you not your fellow human being. Your fellow humans were created by God. So God knows what is best for you. They don't know unless they see what God has called you for. Now let's look at First John chapter 2, verse 27 in message translation. This, I know I have read this thing before, but when I read it again last two weeks, my, my life changed. I began to see myself the way God sees me, I began to see what God saw when he called me for this assignment. He said, Christ anointing, no less. Look, at, let's start from verse 26. I've written to warn you about those who are trying to deceive you. But they are no match for what is embedded deeply within you. Do you understand? He said, people are trying to deceive you. That's, we are going to go over to the types of uh, self-image or the types of negative self-image or what can causes sorry what can cause poor self-perception or poor self-image and this is actually one of it how people perceive you how you think people perceive you or how people perceive you, or how you have been labeled and look at what apostle john is telling us that i've written to warn you about those who are trying to deceive you people are trying to deceive you about who you are in christ they don't know that you are created in God's image and you are like God. He said, but they are no match for what is deeply embedded within you. So your real self-image is what is within you. And what is within you is the spirit of God. Christ anointing. Look at what he's saying. He said, what is within you is Christ anointing. No less. You don't need any of their so-called teaching. Christ anointed teaches you all the truths ah, on everything you need to know about yourself. Ah, So the authority, the anointing of God in you, what God has called you for, God's call of dominion, God calling you to his image is enough teaching, is enough to teach you what you need to know about yourself. Are you doubting your self-image? Are you doubting who you are? Are you falling short of seeing yourself in the way God sees you? Is your self-perception falling short? Look at this. God's Christ anointed teaches you the truth on everything you need to know about yourself. If you are not seeing yourself the way Christ sees you, if you are not seeing yourself from the authority and the anointing of God upon your life, you are you are you are seeing a lie. You you are, you are believing a lie. He said, Christ anointed teaches you the truth on everything. So everything you need to know about yourself, everything that you are, is taught by Christ to you. He said, and everything you also know 
everything you also know of, of of him everything you need to know about him is also in what he teaches you and how does christ teach you through his anointing it is what the holy spirit when Jesus Christ was to live, he said, I will send you the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you comfortless. He will teach you all things that you need to know about me. And he will bring to remembrance all that I have taught you. So, you are deeply embedded in Christ because of the anointing. And the Holy Spirit teaches you all things. And that alone gives you the how do I say this? It gives you the real self-image. You are not what people say. You are not what people think. If You are even not what you think you are. If it is not the truth. Because it is what God tells you that you are is that is the truth. And you can only know the truth if you have the Holy Spirit bearing the witness of what God has called you for. What God has made you be. Or what God is saying you are with the Spirit of God. He said uncontaminated by a single lie so if whatever people are telling you is contradictory to what god has called you for then it's a lie and if you believe what they are saying about you you have been contaminated by that lie now live deeply in what you were taught this is what first john 2 26 to 27 is saying so live deeply Carry your self-image in what God has taught you that you are. In what Christ anointing teaches you. Now, I was talking about the three forms by which we can perceive ourselves poorly. The first one here is it could be how you've been labeled. How you've been labeled. How people have labeled you. Could be stigmatization. People have called you all sorts of names. They've written you off. But look at what we've read in the scripture. It says that we are what christ says we are when we have been taught the truth by the anointing and you are god's image you are like god you are not like a man so even though they've labeled you from your past even though people have labeled you you may not be the ideal child you may not come off as someone who knows his or her left or right you may not know everything you may not be like the perfect match of a child but you are not what people say you are. You're not what people think you are. You are who God says you are. So you perceive yourself poorly or you have a poor self-image because of how people have labored you. They must have told you you are not good enough. They must have told you you are not fit for this job. Rejections are not final. No's are not your reality. Rejections are not your ultimatum. They are not your your finality no rejections are only simply telling you that that's not what god wanted for you that's not what god meant meant for you that's not what god wants for you so even though you've been labeled as a failure even though you've been labeled as nobody even though you've been labeled as rejected you are not that those are only what people perceive of you those are only what people say people must have called you bastard they may have said they are not proud of you they are not like other children who are doing well it could even be from your parents it could be from your friends it could be from your neighborhood you might act in a certain way they're like ah, this person does not behave like a normal child though you know, may say you are you as a guy you're behaving like a girl you can say you as a girl you're behaving like a boy i've heard that countlessly well from when i was in my first year in secondary school just as one 
some teachers will come to class they will see me talking with guys they will see me because of how intelligent i was some of them will make funny and silly remarks like you're not supposed to be a girl supposed to be a boy with the way you are intelligent the way you are doing your things the way you're moving around guys though they were joking but all of those things had hurt me because people started to label me as a man and because of that labeling i started to work as a man i started to act as a man in fact i started tomboying or should i say i became a tomboy at some point in my life it even affected it affected my perception of myself and i did not see myself as a girl anymore so people would label you whether you offended them or do not offend them because you will not always follow the the norms of this world what do i mean let's look at romans chapter 12 from verse 1 to 2 he said so here's what i want you to do god helping you take your everyday ordinary life your sleeping eating going to work and walking around life and place it before god as an offering you want to have a better self-image place your life before god as an offering embracing what god does for you is the best thing you can do for him it's as simple as that. Embracing what God is doing in your life, embracing what he has called you for, embracing his, his perception of you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture, to the laboring, that you fit into it without even thinking. Without even thinking whether it is right or wrong. Instead, fix your attention on God. You have been labored, yes. People have called your name, yes. They've stigmatized you, yes. They've written you off, yes. But do not be well adjusted to the lies, to your culture, that you are, you are this, you are that, that you are, you are not fit for a position, or you are not the perfect person for the job, or you cannot go higher than you are he said instead fix your attention on your on god you'll be changed from the inside out readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity god brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you so people are seeing the worst in you but god brings the best out of you People are laboring you. They are saying, ah, this person, no, we know this person from our area, from the past. This person had issues. Some of them, they will even tell you that you're supposed to, ah, they'll tell you you're not supposed to be where you are. They'll tell you you're not supposed to be in the school you're attending. They'll tell you you're not supposed to be in the family you are. You're not supposed to be where you are. Some of them, the reason why they labor you is because of what they have inside of them. People do not just come and talk because they want to talk some of sometimes look within them they have the same issue they're trying to project it on you because they are seeing certain things like that in your life instead of them to help you out of it they want to bring the stigmatization on you or they want to make you feel bad because they are not all right don't allow don't don't agree with this with the lie don't be contaminated by the laboring you are who god says you are simply secondly why people have a poor perception of themselves is how they perceive themselves how do you perceive yourself how do you see yourself do you see yourself as an image of god do you see yourself as god do you see yourself as what god has called you to be do you struggle to identify yourself in god's identity for you are you struggling 
How do you perceive yourself? Do you see yourself as beautiful? Do you see yourself as capable? Do you see yourself as a leader? Do you see yourself as being successful? Do you see yourself as being profiting? Do you see yourself imparting lives? Do you see yourself winning souls for God? Do you see yourself capable of the assignment? How do you perceive yourself? Have you already concluded that you are a failure because people said you are a failure? Have you already concluded that you cannot go far in life because people have said you will not go far? Have you concluded that you will end up as a non-entity or a mediocrity because people have said so? How do you perceive yourself? Look at Gideon. When, when the angel of the Lord appeared to him, the angel of the Lord said, Mighty man of valor. He said, Who are you calling mighty man of valor? Me? He said, I'm not too. And they just said, Yes, you are because you will deliver the children of Israel. So before Gideon could do anything, his self-perception had to change. His, 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 his idea, his perception about his, his self-image, he had to change. He had to be charged up to see that he is capable of the, for the assignment. He had to see himself that I am God's image. Look at David. When the Philistines were molesting the children of Israel, David, a small man, could defeat Goliath because he saw that with Christ, I can do all things. He saw that I am not what King Saul says I am. I am not what my family says I am because he was written of he was born out of wedlock. I am not what my stepbrothers say I am. I am not what my father say I am. I am not what my mother say I am. I am the image of God. I am like God. I dominate. I rule. I lead. I am great. I am God's image. I carry the nature of God. I am beautiful. I am worthy to be loved. Confess all of these things to yourself. See yourself in this light. When you begin to see yourself in the image of God, when you begin to see yourself in what God says you are, that is that is it. There's no two way about it. Look at... Um, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 16 to 18. I'll use NLT translation. Look at it. It said, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, their veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the reason why I'm going to get to that, that is that is that's going to be our conclusion. But look at verse 18. So all of I just feel the power of God right now. So all of us who have had that view removed can see and reflect the glory of God. The reason why you are still having a poor perception of yourself is because the veil has not been removed. Because you cannot you cannot reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. My dear, you are God's glorious image. That is it. Stop thinking that you are nothing. Stop thinking that you are nobody. Stop thinking that you are nothing. You are Christ's glorious image. Step into that. Step into that thinking. Step into that authority. Step into that reality. Step into that identity of that of the fact of the of the truth that you are Christ's glorious image and lastly where people have a poor perception is how they think people perceive them why don't you stop thinking about what people think about you can you stop can you stop bothering yourself about what people think can you stop it 
people can never have the right knowledge of who you are. Even though you are doing what God says you should do, people will still tell you that you are not you are not doing well. They will tell you are you are not doing the right thing. They will tell you it's a lie. They will tell you no. They will tell you you are you are ah you are not meeting up with expectation because men have expectations, but God has ordination. God has. God has, I don't know how to say this thing. Men has expectation too. God, God does not put expectation on your head like that. No, God has an ordination for your life. Just step into it and start to walk in it. God does not expect that you perform well. That is why we read in Romans. He said, put your everyday life as an offering before God. God does not expect you to deliver. As man would have, have you deliver. God expects you to surrender. That he will help you deliver. It is God that wants to deliver on your behalf. God just wants you to give, give him your life as an offering. Just give it before him. Surrender it before him. Just, just give it before him. And say, God, this is it. Because it is the perfect will of God that will be done in your life. So if you are looking for expectation, looking to please God, looking to, you know, trying to show off and say, God, ah, I'm doing, you are playing God. You are, aha, I want God to see that I'm doing well. You will fail woefully. We've been told that the best way, I forgot my I saw that scripture. I, I, I know that it is message translation. The best way eh, to get God's attention is to surrender to him and say, God, you see this life that you have given me. It is you that created it. It is you that knows where I will go. It is you that knows what is important for my life. So you see this life. I'm giving it as an offering before you. I'm not doing any drama. I'm not doing any show off. Come and take this life. And do with it whatever you please. Come and deliver on your own time. Come and take charge of the outcome. That is, see, that is your victory. That is your victory. Stop thinking about people are thinking about you. They see they, they they know nothing. They don't know you at all. It is God that knows you. I remember when I, I shared this story from the beginning when I was to start what God said I should start when I was 18 years would go into relation. It started as a body. Oh, we started we're just 36 members. And that was in 2021. We're just 36 members. I don't know how it happened. But I told them, I said, whatever I'm doing here, don't think I have experience in it. I, to, I tell people the truth. I, I'm very honest. I said, they don't think I have an experience. This is a body. And if God gives us a body, he means, it means he wants to deliver a lot of people. And from there, since I took it as a, as a calling, I took it as God's work, that God, this is your work. I'm only an instrument. I surrender myself as an offering, because that is what God called me for. The ministry of the will, of surrender. I told God, I'm surrendering this thing to you. And I will bring many people who would surrender their needs to you. And I can boldly tell you today that over 20 to 30 persons who have been under us for the past one year plus, I can see the evidence in their lives. Even down to their relationships, I can see the evidence. There have been testimonies. Now, I don't have to come and be preaching what the will of God is again and for them to come and surrender. They know already. They've stepped into it. Now, those 20 persons can go and talk to other 20 persons each. And from there, we are growing. 
they must not be under me they must not come under what we are doing but their lives have surrendered to that to that body to that assignment and they'll be able to go and bring others but if i have listened to what the person told me i said like, you are not good for this assignment you are just 18 years old how can you function ah, what do you know about relationship i could have I could have crawled back into my shell because when I was sharing that vision, I was very careful. I didn't tell anybody. I did not even tell my mentors. They only saw me doing it because I had stopped a group chat before. I had stopped a meeting we were doing before, an assignment before. I started going for physical evangelism. People were asking me questions. Like, are you backsliding? Like, people thought I had backslided. That's what they thought. People would think. But if I had built my life around what people were thinking, I would have failed woefully. So stop building your life around what people think. Stop building your life around people. Stop building your words around people's validation or people's expectation or people's approval. You are injuring yourself. You are shooting yourself in the leg. Build yourself only on what God says about you. I told someone last, I told him, I said, Sir, you see all of these things about trying to get people's attention or trying to get people to like you. See, it will stop once you have added value to your life, once you have added value to yourself, once you've, you've understood that my life is what God says it is, and you walk by that truth, you will start attracting people. You will not have to be begging for people's attention. You will not have to be begging for things. No. Because your life is not in things. Your what, your self-image is not in what people say, what people think. It's not in things. It's not in things of materiality. It's in God. Stay there. Stop thinking about people as thinking about you. If don't see, don't give it a thought at all. Don't stress yourself over it. If you say that you are beginning to think about the person people have said about you, counter it with I am God's image, I am God's royal priesthood. He has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I am walking in light. Begin to confess his authority over your ministry. Begin to confess the anointing that teaches you the truth of who you are and who Christ is. Then begin to walk in that revelation. And lastly, before I go. The reason why most of us are still having a poor perception or poor self-image is because we've not healed from what people have said about us. Because we have not healed from what we think about us. And because we have not had a revelational understanding of who we are in Christ. You have not successfully been able to pitch your identity in Christ and leave it there. You, you, You still go back. You say, God, give me my identity. Give me this thing. But Christ is telling you, leave it with me. It is safe. My beloved, you are my image. Leave it here. What we read in 2 Corinthians, he said, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. You, you now understand. This is why I am. He said, for the Lord is a spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You are free from the negative. You are free from the lies about who you are. You now have a revolutionary understanding. You now have an insight of who you are. Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. He said, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Their old life is gone. A new life has begun. In Christ, everything is new. Your self-image is purified. Your self-image is renewed. You are who God says you are. You are simply who God says you are. Nothing less or more. Nothing or no one can know you more than God does and has called you. So I will leave you with this charge. In the next one month, speak life into yourself. The way you, you there are some people who, who have this anointing. I told God, I noticed something about my life. I noticed something last year. 
I, I told God that whenever I step into systems, whenever I step into commissions, whenever I step into ministries, whether I'm volunteering or serving, life comes upon that ministry. Light comes upon it because I made a covenant with God that whatever I step into, there'll be life, there'll be light, there'll be no death. Nothing dies in my hand. That's what I told God when I got the revelation from Ezekiel chapter 37. Nothing can die in my hand. I told someone last night again that the person was telling me that he believes he will die alone because no girl gives him attention. I said, sir, you will not die alone. I told him, I said, I am here. Nobody around me is ever alone. You cannot be alone around. That, because that's what I speak to myself. I told myself, I spoke that over my life for years. I told myself, sir, nothing will die in your life. Nothing will die in your hand. Nothing. And I, I saw that he started to walk in ministries, in people's lives. They'll be experiencing testimonies. And I told God that. And I looked at myself. I said, my life is dry. But people are having... I told God, I said, God, I am a supply chain. I am a distributing branch. From the revelation I got from John chapter 15. I said, God, in my own life, let this anointing be evident. God laughed at me and said, Priscilla, don't worry. The anointing I gave you is for people. Don't worry, boy. I will answer you. I said, God, I know it's for people, but I want it to function in my life. I, started be, I became a prophet over my own destiny. I started to speak to myself, to speak to my hands, to speak to my mind, to speak to my destiny. And I can boldly tell you that it is working. I started to see the evidence. Nothing dies in my hand. Life is coming. Life, wherever I go, light must come. Life must come. Christ must reign. I am a distribution chain. I am a supply chain. You cannot, you cannot have me in your life and... You will remain the same. Christ must bring light to you. And that has become the evidence. So if you begin to change the narrative of who you are and begin to step into your calling, step into who you truly are in Christ, that what God has called you to be, my dear, your self-image eh, will be better. You have a better self-image. You have a positive self-image. And the only cure for poor self-image is that you enter into Christ is that you come into Christ that your veil will be removed and your old life will be changed that a new one will begin I hope that this blesses you I see you guys next time God bless you I love you all so much